Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the show. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jacob, and I'm a senior acquisitions manager with Full Circle Investment Group and mentor with Wholesaling Out of the Box. And I'm back with you today for another director's commentary. I'm super excited for all of you today because we've got a killer episode coming up. Today, we're going back in time to one of Sean's calls from 2018. And many of you know Sean is the main face and voice behind Full Circle Investment Group and the Wholesaling Out of the Box program. But what you may not realize is that Sean started out just like us, grinding it out day after day, making cold calls, knocking on doors, and doing deals specifically on the acquisition side of the house. Sidebar before we get into everything. I love listening to Sean's calls. I, I really genuinely do. Maybe it's just because he was one of the first people I ever had the opportunity of listening to, but damn, it's awesome. He's got an old school talk and style that works really, really well, and it's completely polar opposite with my own style, which is just crazy to me. It literally blows my mind every time I listen to one of his calls. It's kind of like my engineering brain literally glitches out like, wait, what? Like, what just happened? How the hell did he just do that? Like, yeah, I literally don't understand. So let's talk about some of the things that you'll hear. You'll notice that Sean keeps things very light. He does not go too deep with the seller. He keeps things close to the surface. He listens well. He mirrors and labels very often, and he summarizes to ensure that he's got everything right. Only then does he ask for commitment from the seller. Very, very important, guys. Only then, after he's got everything, understands the full story, does he go into problem-solving mode. Up until then, it is literally just information gathering, which you will hear as you listen. As always, a few things to keep in mind. This call breakdown is meant to serve as an example only. How we talk to sellers is likely completely different than how you may talk to sellers, and that's awesome. We all have our own styles. Sean's style is one way, right? Very old school, very light. Very surface level, my style completely different, right? I'm an engineer, I like to get in, I like to talk about details, I like to problem solve. Both, both styles work, guys. You literally just have to find what works best for you and that's what's gonna make you successful. Number two, we are by no means whatsoever experts when it comes to acquisitions. We have good calls and we have bad calls, just like anyone out there. We're human, we make mistakes, and hindsight is 20-20. Hope you guys enjoyed the call. Hello. Yeah, Daryl available, please. Yeah, hey. <clears throat> hey, Daryl, this is Sean. Uh, you had gone online and filled out a form and said you had a, pro a house on Valentine you were looking to sell in Hampton, Virginia? Yep. Cool. Got to catch you at a good time? Oh, sure. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm um, just, uh, just hanging around. <clears throat> sure. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> nice relaxing day, it sounds like. So oh, yeah. what I'd like to do is just ask you a few questions on it. Because um, from what your form is, it looks like um, it looks like you're just looking to get rid of it. Um, there's not yeah. too much information from you. Was this you said this was from a divorce? Yeah, yeah, uh, divorce in uh, in uh, twelve. Of course, when the you know the market wasn't great, so we rented it out and had some good tenants. And uh, okay. they're going to move on. They're going to move on, and we've moved on, and to different cities. So, okay. yeah. so you're yeah, not I gotta local be able to, to 
Hampton Roads anymore? No. No, I'm not local. I've got a I've got a, a VA loan or a VA uh tied up that I'd rather be using here, so Okay. I'm just uh, you know, I'm ready to move on. Okay. So it sounds like this would probably be best that you can just get out, pay what you owe, you're good to go? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my my biggest wish list is not to be upside down, which I don't think I am now. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I just, and I owe two oh one four ninety nine last time I looked. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I, and I don't know what the market is, but yeah, I'd love just to be able to get out of it. It's a good house. I I enjoyed it. I'd like to. Have one just like it down here. Uh, okay. but, yeah. So, so your tenants, a, did they, since you had it, or I think you had a, did you have a management company watching out for you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, trusted management company up there uh, okay. that managed everything and contacted me whenever they needed to, but yeah, I didn't do any, any landlording on my own, so. Okay. Did you have to do anything major while you had that or while they were managing it? Or just like your typical no, little fixes? Okay, guys, so I'm going to stop the call here for uh, the first pause. So we're a little less than three minutes into the call. And just like we always talk about, right, as far as the opening up of the conversation. So in this particular case, um, Sean was calling this gentleman back based on um, a web form that he had filled out on our website um, discussing just very brief details and bullet points as far as what the situation was, right? So um, Sean starts off the call just like we usually do, which is, hey, did I catch you at a good time, right? I'm looking for Daryl in this case, and my name is Sean. I'm calling about the form that you filled out. What I'd like to do is ask you a couple of questions about it, right? And then he starts going into his initial digging for information as far as, you know, what's going on? Like, what are the details? It sounds like, um, you know, sounds like you've written on here divorce, right? So it sounds like, you know, what, you know, what's going on, right? All of those types of things. Sean immediately starts to go down the path of digging for additional information specifically for pain points. Now, in this case, the divorce in and of itself is a massive pain point for anybody to go through, right? Uh, can't imagine what that's like. That's just awful, right? For anybody who's involved in that process, there's no way in hell that that process is ever easy on anyone, right? And then in addition to that, what are some of the other things you heard, right? You had heard that the tenants are moving on. Um, he is not local. He has a VA loan tied up in the property that he's looking to get out. And then at the end of all of that, he just said, I'm really just ready to move on. And then Sean just simply basically takes all of that and says, well, it sounds like if you could get out, pay what you owe on the loan, and just walk away, that, that's what you would want to do, right? In a nutshell. And the gentleman agrees. So Sean's digging for information, summarizes based on some of the things that he's heard, and then gives that back to the seller to figure out whether or not he's walking down the correct path. And then as you can see, of course, he is. And then he starts going into, okay, let's talk about the condition of the home and let's find out some 
additional information that's going to help us identify and determine what we can do with this property moving forward, if anything, right? So that's where we just left off. I'm going to continue playing it from there. Yes, I had my typical, uh, you know, life expectancy stuff. Uh, I think I did a new garage door. I did a new, uh, you know, typical water heater, garbage disposal, uh, microwave oven. I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, seen pictures of it at least? I know. Huh? You've seen pictures so, of yeah. it at least, right? Like, you know it's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, the tenant was good and good enough to say, "Hey, these these are your needs." So, and I I got to each one of them. It it is it is at the end of life expectancy for a roof, uh, but not leaking. Okay, so it needs a roof. Yeah, I, w I would suspect it needs a roof. Uh, I don't know how how much of the business you're into of, you know, actually putting money in. But, you know, if I wanted to live back in it, I, I'd do a roof. I'd probably, at this point, I would think I'd probably do another privacy fence. But other than that, it's just your typical, uh, you know, 30-year-old 30, 30 house, 35-year-old house. Okay. Um, uh, while now you're at it. Now I was just going to say, uh, just one of the interesting features, I don't know how many other models, is three bedrooms, and two of those are masters. So it's got an up and a downstairs master. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, no. What was your question? Just the internal fixes. Has has anything been updated? Excuse me, anything been updated with the kitchen and the bathrooms or the carpet, any of that stuff? No, and I, I guess I didn't put that on your site. I did on another one. Uh, yeah, that would be another like upgrade. Let's say it will be the fence, probably floors and kitchen. I don't know, you know, my uh, property manager. They didn't do any. You know, as they re, uh, replaced appliances, I don't know what route they went as far as, you know, same. Because all of those would be updated by now, up, just on replacement. But I don't know what they look like, if they're all Kenmore, if they're all, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I would say, I would say kitchen floors are definitely usually what people look at doing because it's all carpet. And then it's linoleum in the kitchen so okay yeah i would say anybody going in and doing anything would definitely be looking at floors okay and have you talked to anybody about listing it or trying to put it on the open market for you nope haven't even okay. got there yet because okay. uh you know tenants were in there through next month so okay so they're there for not, the rest of february yeah, they're there for rest of February. Uh, actually, the the uh, I think his wife is there. I think he's actually went on uh, ahead to a new job somewhere, um, and we negotiated that he would get out of his 
lease from May uh, that was through May, and I, you know, we negotiated, and I said I'd release them February. So, who knows what phase they're in? <laughs> right. Know, uh, I know. I know the landlord. Uh, my property manager is going to go in mid February to do an inspection before I take possession of the keys back at the end of the month. So, I, you know, I would assume they're at least open to having people come in. Okay, guys, I'm going to stop here and pause again. Um, so a couple of different things going on, right? I mean, Sean is continuing to dig for information. He is talking about the condition of the property, but in addition to that, um, he picked up on the fact that the seller said, oh, I must have filled that out on some other guy's form. Okay, so Sean picks up on that, hears it, which is why one of the reasons why he asked the question of, have you talked to anybody about listing? Right, and then the guy responds, "No, okay, so there's another wholesaler, another company in the background. Okay, it is what it is, not a surprise, right? This is normal day to day business on any given house that we've ever spoken to a seller on. There's usually six or seven other people that have already talked to the seller before I've even gotten a chance to right It's just part of the game just because there's competition on a property doesn't necessarily mean that you can't win the business, right, and you're gonna hear that and see that firsthand moving forward because Sean is able to do that in this call in and of itself. He actually ends up getting commitment by the end of this conversation. And right at the point where I paused it here is where you are going to start to hear the conversation shift. Okay, so the first seven minutes of this call have been nothing but Sean basically labeling and identifying what the seller is looking for, what the condition of the home is, and then labeling again and summarizing and then from here he's going to take all that information that he just learned and then he's going to use that moving forward to talk about potential solutions to this seller's problems okay so listen for that um and we'll tune in in a, a couple more sections moving up Fair point. but yeah i haven't i haven't done any listening I haven't okay. talked to anybody in that capacity well, we are a brokerage as well as, you know, the buying slicks guys that we're looking to fix stuff up or, you know, we're, we have yeah. that ability to put them out there for you as well in case our number doesn't work. So I'm just mm -hmm. looking at some numbers around you real quick and seeing what things are selling yeah. for. Um, yeah. It looks like cause yours is about 2,000 square feet and it's three bedrooms, two and a half bath, right? About, about ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe right, I, so, I, thought, I thought I was at 2200 but, I mean, that doesn't make a big difference. Uh, a little bit. Let's see. Twenty. Yeah, so twenty. tax record says 2101. It was okay. built in 1994. So, let's see, 1994 houses with three bedrooms, roughly 2,000 square feet. It would probably make sense. And these, some of these look like they're fixed up. Mm. Okay. So here's one that was on the market for 30 days. And mm. they sold at 210. Okay. But he's got all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So and that's what I figured. I mean, my, my bank unseen thinks it's 260, but I know better because I haven't put any money into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I mean two ten sounds 
great, then then I'll be re- I'll be willing to just unload it for what I owe. Right, because if you look at all that commissions and closing costs and all that other jazz that comes along with the game, I mean, as long as you mm-hmm. can net what your payoff is, that's your concern, right? Yeah, that's all I care about. All right, this is brilliant. <laughs> I I love hearing Sean talk the way that he does. I mean, it's it's just it's masterful to me. It's masterful. Um, so going in on that, right? So. Sean immediately starts his, the next portion of this conversation right at that seven-minute, five-second mark with framing, right? He immediately starts off with talking to the seller about what we may be able to do with the property, the fact that we have the ability to list if a cash number does not work for him, okay? So basically giving the seller the idea that we have multiple options, multiple avenues that we can discuss that we can help take this off your plate. And then... As they start to go down this path, Sean ends all of that with, so if you can walk away from the property and we can take this off your plate, that's something that you would want to do, yes? And this is after he's had a chance to educate the seller on what the market is, because the seller said that he was not aware, right? Had not talked to a realtor yet, wasn't sure what things are selling for. So Sean educates him and then basically says, right? So it sounds like if we can do that, that would be something that you would want to do. Yes? And the seller agrees. So the framing, the setup, right? And then the education, talking about where the seller's expectation of value is versus what the market is actually saying and where the number needs to be in order to get this to work, right? And then bringing all of that back to if we can solve your problem, can we make this work, right? That is what Sean excels at when it comes to these types of conversations with sellers. He consistently frames, summarizes, and then brings everything back full circle, no pun intended, uh, to what the seller's initial needs are. And if we can go ahead and solve those, can we move forward and do business together? And that's kind of how the rest of this conversation goes. And it is just absolutely brilliant. I hope you guys are taking a lot away from this. I know every single time I listen to it, I know I am. So let's keep going. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yep. I think just because of what the market is around you, I don't think a cash, a cash offer is going to be way lower. Right? Like mm-hmm. my cash offer would probably be south of 180. So I wouldn't want okay. to wouldn't want to do that because it wouldn't allow you to pay off what you need to. All right, I just I have to pause right here. So Sean sets the floor, right, with a cash offer going to be way south of 180. But then he comes back and says, I wouldn't want to do that because it's not going to help you. So this is one of those things, guys, we always talk about it, but it's always focusing on the seller and solving the seller's problem, right? It's never what is it going to do for us. Right, And you can tell that just by Sean's statement here. I don't want to do a cash offer because it's not really going to solve any problems for you. right? So we're going to have to look at other options. And that's how the rest of this call goes. Again, absolutely brilliant. Spot on. I love it. But I think we can get it on there for you and get it sold for what you owed. Um, So this is how we would do that. I would put it in contract and say, we're going to contract up with you. We're going to take care of the property. We're going to put it on rain. We're going to deal with the agents. 
we're going to deal with closing costs. As long as you can net your 201, that is all that matters to Daryl. If yep. we can do that, I'm game for getting ready for, it looks like the end of February. Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Okay. I'd be willing to send you over the paperwork and say, let's go ahead and paper up and do it and say that when it comes time for your tenant to be gone, we're ready. We've got all the pictures and we've got all the paperwork signed up and ready to go. And we'll just put it out there. And then we get guys that give us offers and deal with all the inspections and do all that so we don't have to keep coming back and forth to you and saying, Danny, this is what's happening today. Danny, this is what's happening tomorrow. Because you don't care about that. Nah. (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to do that paperwork. Yeah, that's very attractive. All right. So, again, everything that we just kind of covered it a little bit, but you got to actually hear Sean say it. He basically went through every single pain point, right? He retouched on the fact that the seller's out of town, right? He's trying to recoup his money. He wants to move on, wants to be out of the property. All he wants to do is get the loan paid off. So then he summarizes all of that by saying, we'll deal with this, right? We'll deal with that. We'll deal with all of this pain. And as long as you can net your 201K and walk away, that's what matters to Daryl, Right? And that's how he summarizes it. He summarizes it with, we will we will solve and deal with all your pain. And as long as we can do this for you, which is what you said matters to you most, as long as we can do those things, we're good to move forward. And, I mean, you just heard it. The seller says, yeah, that sounds, what was his exact words? Um, that sounds very attractive, right? That's exactly what the seller said. That sounds very attractive. So this is a point where, okay, you've gotten the initial agreement, right? But now you have to keep digging further to make sure that you have a firm commitment from the seller. And that's what you're going to hear, Sean, going down the path of next. So there's going to be a little doubt that comes up, and you'll see how Sean um, very, very successfully removes that doubt off the table and then brings the conversation right back to, well, remember, we said we're going to deal with all this pain, right? And if we can do that, we're going to move forward, right? And again, he just it's literally just guiding and leading the seller to ultimately what's going to work best for them as well as us in this particular case. So absolutely awesome. Now let me add, so you're saying I don't even have to come to your office and sign anything? Nope. Send it, we send it over via email, and you okay. can sign it online. And that's that, if you're talking about the legal binding side of it, that gives me legal binding. You sign it. And then we put the paperwork in the normal listing and all that other jazz. And then mm-hmm. let's say we go through the closing, right? We get a guy to buy it. And where are you at yep. now? You said you're not in Hampton Roads. Where are you? Yeah, I'm in the Atlanta area. Okay. So we would just have our closing attorney send over the paperwork via FedEx have you signed there okay. and maybe okay. notarize at a bank and then yep. send it back to us. And then when the funds come through, they wire the payoff to the bank. They release you of your lien and say, Danny, you're done. Awesome. That sounds great. That's a, that. It's probably that's probably a best case scenario, but it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds right. Very so, I mean, it's, 
Yeah, the best case would be is that's what happens is we can sell it, we get them to pay it off, you know, and, and be done. Yeah. Worst case is you get an offer where it won't reach appraisal, something happens for some reason. Well, then we'll cross that road when we get to it. But from what yeah. just listening to you talk, it sounds like the more hands-off you can be, the less you got to talk yeah. about it, and the less you have to worry mm-hmm. about it, it seems as though the road you want to go down. So right there, guys. So the seller started going into, well, that sounds like best case scenario, right? So now he's starting to think of the negative. Well, what's worst case scenario and how can this go wrong? And Sean basically agrees, right? Understanding, of course. Yeah, that is best case scenario, right? Best case scenario, we go ahead, we contract up, we get it sold and all is well. Worst case scenario, okay, well, we don't get the offer that we want. The appraisal comes back lower. Okay, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So it isn't this long drawn out conversation of oh yeah all these things could go wrong right instead sean just acknowledges it yes it does exist but you know we're not going to count on that we're not going to focus on that we're going to focus on getting this moved for you we're going to focus on solving the issue we're not going to worry about the negative stuff if that comes up which it may we'll deal with it when we get there but until then we're going to move forward like we're going to get it closed so and still gets the agreement from the seller on the follow-up commitment as well. And this is how you know when you're on the phone with the seller and you're getting these types of commitments and you're going through these, you know, here's what's gonna happen next type of steps, this is when you know that you've basically got agreement over the phone and that you should be moving forward. And all it does is get better from this point on. There's a couple of clarifications that Sean will grab um, surrounding the uh, soon-to-be ex-wife in the, uh, as far as the agreement is concerned, because. Ultimately, her name is still on the deed, so we will need her information and so on. Sean um, navigates through that portion of the conversation very lightly, very easily, does not dive too much into the personal side of it, just simply basically gets agreement as far as, hey, is is your ex-wife also on board and are we confident that she's going to sign paperwork moving forward? So you're going to hear that as well, and that's pretty much going to be the end of the call. So... I'm going to let this wrap up and then we'll follow up towards the end. Maybe. Yeah, and I don't care if you make money off of it, I just want out of it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm good with that as well, right? Okay, yeah. Incentive yeah. for both of us, huh? Yeah, I mean, you get done with the property, we make some money on it. You don't have to deal with the yeah. headaches of coming in town or driving all over well, the place just to sign paperwork. Mhm. If if that works for you, yeah, I can write it up today and send it over to you. And if you said that they'll be out February 30th, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you still have possession of the property. You just have a tenant in there until February 30th. So if we paper up yeah. with you now, it'll allow us to get mm-hmm. what we need done and then get ready to get – if she's ready to roll early, then she leaves early. If she doesn't, we just wait till the 30th mm-hmm. anyway. But we can even yep. start marking it now if need be. Okay. Are yeah, you I'm ready, ready to do that? something. Okay. Yep. All right, well, let's do that. Let me – um. Let me get my paperwork over to you. Let me see if I got the right email with you. I've got Derek. Uh-huh. That's where I'm going to send the paperwork. And then just to be clear, I've got um, on the title is going to show 
um, your ex's name. Now, in the paperwork, yep, they're going to show the divorce. Is she going to have to sign, or did was that signed over to you because she's still on the mortgage? No, she could sign though. I, she's she's already told me she'll make herself available to sign as quick as we need. So. Okay. So what I'll need from her is a contact phone number and an email because we'll have to send it over to her, and she'll have to sign individual from you. Um, okay. If you want, you can text that to this phone number, and we can grab okay. it that way. And yeah, I'll try that. Okay. okay. I yeah. have, let's see, make sure that she's got, I've got her name in here ready. So on record, it's, okay. Yep. Now, without prying and getting too deep, you guys are on good enough working relationship. She's willing to do all this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Last I talked to her, she was trying to get her own place, and she's tied down, too, so. Okay. Sounds good. So it sounds like everybody's in uh, in agreement to do what needs to be done yeah. to get things finished. Yeah. Okay. All right, Danny. Give me a, give me about an hour or two. I'm gonna write this thing up. I'm gonna email it over to you. Um, if you can give me her name or yep. her contact phone number and email to this this uh, line that I called you on, I'll grab that and then yep. be able to add her to it. And then all we're going to do is send it over to that email. You'll see it come in. A company that we use online is called Hello Sign. It's just an electronic online okay. picture company. You'll see it come in from okay. there. And then um, you can sign. And then when she signs, both of y'all will get copies when it's all signed. We'll sign when those are done. You guys hold on to those. Um, we will get this paperwork over to my attorney. And um, then we have a closing girl that will contact both of you. Um Amy Burkett and Ashley Little are the two clothing coordinators that we use in our company. And they'll get with you and start right. getting paperwork working towards the closing line. Sounds good. I'm going to get okay. you all that information on this number in minutes. All right, Bill. I appreciate it. you have any other questions for me? No, sir. I appreciate your call. Yes, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Out. And that's the end of the call. Yeah, Daryl available, please. Oops, all right. Didn't mean to restart it, though. Okay. So that was the end of that call, guys. So that call in total was 16 minutes and 25 seconds long, and that was the that was the very first call that Sean had with this seller, um, and that was just based on the web form that the seller filled out online, and Sean was successfully able to get him to go from hey, I want to sell, I want to get out of it, I've talked to a couple other guys, or I've, I've at least filled out a couple other forms to all the way through to, okay, if we can solve all these problems, can we move forward? And, of course, the answer is yes. Um, sidebar, we had that, that contract locked up within two days of this conversation. So, And that was signed by both the seller and his ex-wife. Um, now, that being said... I think the statistic of being able to lock up a contract on your very first phone call with the seller is mostly slim to none. Um, I think probably 99% of the time, guys, calls like this don't happen. Uh, they're just they're very, very few and far between. But in this particular scenario, this guy was very motivated to get moved on, right? Did not want to deal with any more. 
uh, Sean successfully identified all of those pain points and then uh, very, very, just wow, just very, very well took them all off the table, right? I mean, you guys heard it. Absolutely incredible. I love, I just love listening to Sean when it comes to these types of talks. So, so much to be learned, right, as far as how to dig for information throughout the entire first half of that call, uh, literally in the first seven minutes. I think Sean probably did about 30% of the talking and the seller did the other 70%. And then towards the end there, it was mostly Sean. And all Sean was doing was summarizing what he had already heard, talking about what he can do to solve the problem, and then, and then working towards getting commitment from the seller to move forward, which he was able to do. So uh, I hope this call was helpful for you guys. Um, if any of you have been listening to some of the other podcast episodes, we are in the middle of doing a book review. That book review is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And many of the things that you heard in this conversation from Sean uh, literally come directly out of that book. So when I talk about things like mirroring, labeling, summarizing, all of those types of things, that all comes from Never Split the Difference. The principles in that book, guys, are uh, priceless. I'm telling you right now, that book is worth its weight in gold, um, <laughs> more so. So if you have not listened to those episodes yet, I highly encourage you to go back and uh, catch up on those. You will get a lot of good, useful information on the acquisition side of the house. And uh, of course, if you have not purchased that book yet, I definitely, definitely recommend that you pick that one up. It's available on Amazon. You can buy it on Audible. I know that Sean Cameron and I, we're all listeners. We'd like to hear this kind of stuff when we're driving and so on. So that's what worked best for us. Um, but, you know, if you're a little bit more old fashioned, you want to pick up a hard copy of the book and read it. That's always great too. I'm telling you, the information in that book is invaluable and it's helped us out tremendously when it comes to closing deals. So as always, guys, we appreciate your tuning in. We appreciate the listening. If any of you have any feedback or if you have any questions, please come visit us or leave a comment or review. Uh, we can always be found at wholesalingoutoftheBox.com. Please check out our program and give us a call if you have any questions or if you'd like more information. Hey everyone, it's Ashley with Wholesaling Out of the Box. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a lot more content coming for you on your podcatcher of choice, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So we'd really, really appreciate it if you would be willing to write a review if you have the time today for us down on whatever, wherever you're listening to this, because reviews help us so much to get in front of more people. And it lets us see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you're interested in, things like that. So give us any kind of feedback. Sean and I are always saying we like all feedback, all uh, constructive criticisms so that we can get better, so that we can give you the content that you're looking for. So if you could leave us a review, that would be magical. And that's that's it. Thanks for listening.